You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Friday edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com and, of course, editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. Happy to be with you here, as always, especially today, because I am going to fill out my NCAA bracket with just about next to nothing, as far as knowledge is concerned, with college basketball. We'll have some fun with it. I'll go through the bracket and make my picks with you guys. That'll come up later in this podcast. Uh, It's going to be a little bit of a basketball theme today, because we're actually going to kick off with some of the quotes from Boston Celtics head coach Brad Stevens on Penn State's hiring of Michael Shrewsbury. Of course, very complimentary. I've got the audio for that. We'll share that with you in just a moment. Before we get into that, I do want to make sure you guys are following this podcast on whatever podcasting app you may be listening to us on right now or whichever one you prefer. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on the Radio.com app. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio. There's really no shortage of ways to listen to the Locked on Nittany Lines podcast. And, of course, give us a follow and leave those ratings and reviews. That will really help us out as we continue to grow this podcast. Lots of good stuff to look forward to throughout the rest of this month, the rest of the spring, going into the offseason, and then, of course, kicking back up with the football season once again in the fall. Looking very much forward to everything we have in store and lined up for you guys moving forward. So now's a great time to get in on all the action and follow us along on your favorite podcast. Now, you can also reach out on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter and Facebook, as well as Instagram, all using the same username of Locked On Nittany. So again, I never profess to be a college basketball expert, and I don't really know whether or not this hiring of Micah Shrewsbury is going to be the move that elevates Penn State's men's basketball program to the next level. And I've said time and time again, I don't think it's very much, or I don't think it's very difficult to take Penn State up at least one level of degree in stature. And that, to me, would be getting to an NCAA tournament more than every other decade. Uh, because it seems as though it's a 10-year drought, then you make a splash in the NCAA tournament, then you go through another 10 years without the tournament. And yeah, the NAT has been in there to fill the void at times, but you you look around the rest of the Big Ten, this is a very strong basketball conference, very deep, as given evidence by the current basketball uh, tournament this year with, what, nine teams from the Big Ten playing in the NCAA tournament? And Penn State's not one of them. So, yeah, I don't think it's too much to ask that Micah Shrewsbury comes in, builds the foundation however he wants to do it, or continues the work that he feels has already been done, and kind of uh, take this program to a level where it can expect to go to an NCAA tournament more often than every 10 years. So I do think that it's being regarded as a pretty decent hire. Again, I don't know necessarily who the quote-unquote home run hire would have been for Penn State. This is a program that does not have a very strong basketball history, certainly doesn't have that basketball pedigree over the course of history in the sport of college basketball. And it is a a rebuilding project, I guess is one way to put it, but honestly, it's really just a building project. And I do think that there has been some good work done uh, under the Pat Chambers era, Uh, of course, uh, didn't end very well so now you're looking at a program that could have a bunch of players in the transfer portal leaving Penn State potentially and that gives you a lot of room to grow a lot of room to implement some new pieces and I think given his track record Michael Shrewsbury's track record and history 
uh, as an assistant coach at Purdue and with the Boston Celtics and then back at Purdue again. I, I think there is reason to be optimistic that maybe this is going to be a guy that understands what it takes to build something. He's been a part of some good winning programs with his time at Butler, again at Purdue uh, a couple times, and of course with the Boston Celtics. They've won a good number of NBA games with him as assistant coach. So obviously when Penn State makes the hire for Michael Shrewsbury, among the voices that you got a chance to hear compliment the hire and the new head coach of the men's basketball program was former Butler head coach and current Boston Celtics head coach Brad Stevens, who, of course, was very complimentary to one of his longtime assistants during his coaching career. That said, on a, on a more positive note, I'd rather talk about Micah, to be honest. So we're thrilled. Like, the, I think the whole Celtics organization and, um, you know, my family, I, I said this on Randy's interview just now, like, for us, the Shrewsberries are not not friends; they're family. And so, for him to get the opportunity to go to Penn State, be named the head coach of Penn State, um, I had a huge bag of gear arrive at my house because we ordered it right when we found out. Um, I could not be more thrilled for him. Um, couldn't be a more deserving person and a guy that I think will be incredible um, now that he has his own opportunity. That is the big thing here. We're talking about a guy who does have some head coaching experience, although that was a while ago at a much smaller school. I don't really hold that overall coaching record that he accumulated at that school against him. It's not very good. Look it up on Wikipedia. Uh, but I do think that he has been a part of some very successful basketball programs, again, under good coaches. Matt Painter at Purdue, Brad Stevens, obviously, at Butler, and then, of course, on to the Boston Celtics in the NBA. Shrewsbury has some good assistant background coaching. Now he gets a chance to run things his way using all the things that he has learned, not only from his previous experience as a head coach, but of course, as a, an assistant coach, as somebody who's calling the plays on offense for Purdue. And of course, we'll be watching that closely this weekend as Purdue opens up their run in the NCAA tournament. We'll see how far Purdue can go. Got a pretty decent matchup in their favor uh, tonight. And then, of course, uh, they could potentially be playing Villanova uh, this weekend. So I, I do think that Purdue has a very good chance to win a couple of games here. And, of course, that will delay how long it may be until Mike Shrewsbury is able to take on the Penn State head coaching job as his only responsibility. But really, as far as where that what that means for Penn State, it really doesn't matter. As long as... Purdue is winning basketball games. You know, Shrewsbury is going to be accumulating more experience as an assistant coach, calling some offensive plays. And really, there's nothing bad about that. Getting a chance to see your next head coach having success as an assistant within a Big Ten program, mind you. I think that there is a lot of benefits that could be had here from Shrewsbury and Purdue potentially going at least on to the second weekend. And then we'll see what happens after that. It's not too late to fill out a bracket, and I'm going to do that in just a little bit and talk about some of the picks that I'm going to be making. But of course, if you want to make some money this weekend as the NCAA basketball tournament is underway, the best place to do that is with Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has real time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. So be sure to check in throughout the weekend and check out all the latest props that you can do for in game betting as well. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets, and it is totally free to sign up. Head to their website on your desktop, your laptop, or your mobile device, even while you're watching games this weekend, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. 
That's why BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts across the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's not too late to fill out a bracket as far as I'm concerned, and I'm going to do that in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Even though some of the playing games have already happened as of the time I'm recording this and sharing this, uh, I'm still going to go ahead and fill out a bracket with you guys. Before I do that, though, I have one more audio clip from Boston Celtics head coach Brad Stevens from one of his press conferences earlier in the week uh, talking about the hiring of Michael Shrewsbury at Penn State. And I wanted you to hear what he had to say about just the kind of impact that Shrewsbury had uh, with his teams and what he saw from a head coach and an opposing player from Micah Shrewsbury throughout his career. I said in my little quote that they asked, the greatest compliment you can give somebody in a, on a sports team is they made everyone around them better. And I, I used to play with Micah in open gyms traveling across the city of Indianapolis when we were 16, 17 years old, when we didn't hardly know each other. And you know, it was obvious then that he was a guy you wanted to play with because he knew how to play and he'd get everybody the ball and he made his team better. And I played against him in college and it was the same thing. Then I worked with him at Butler. It was the same thing. Then, you know, we both had young families together and, you know, you're always there. He's all, they're always there for us and spending six years with him here. Like he's as good as it gets. He's got great perspective. He's a great basketball coach. Um, obviously I think going back to Purdue was a great move for him because it got him back into the mindset and of recruiting and, um, you know, Matt let him call the plays and run the offense at Purdue, which is, tells you a lot about Matt Painter and the way that he approaches things. And so I'm happy for him. I'm really happy for him. So there you have it. Boston Celtics head coach Brad Stevens, who has taken Butler to -to back-to-back NCAA tournament championship game appearances, is pretty complimentary of one of his favorite all-time assistant coaches in Micah Shrewsbury, the new head coach of the Penn State men's basketball program. We'll see where this all goes moving forward. Of course, when Purdue is finished with their season, whenever that may be, I imagine that's when we will get a chance to hear from Micah Shrewsbury in a one-on-one kind of a setting more with uh, Penn State reporters get more of an idea of what he thinks he needs to do to take Penn State into the NCAA tournament. And speaking of the NCAA tournament, let's go ahead and fill out some picks, right? Okay, so I'm just going to put this out there. I'm not going to pick any of the playing games because I'm recording this on Thursday. The playing games have just officially tipped off, or at least the first one has, with uh, Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern playing as I am recording this. And then, of course, there are going to be games all night. So I didn't get a chance to really think about any of those but I'm just going to assume that all the the 16 seeds that come out of the Thursday action they're going to lose in that first game that they have match up so I will be betting against them the 11 seeds might be a little bit different story but we'll kind of uh, explore that as we get there so one more time as a disclaimer I am by no means a college basketball expert I have not watched a whole lot of college basketball this season but that's sort of the fun of filling out a bracket because it doesn't matter how much you watched it doesn't matter what you know about the sport or what you don't know about the sport we're just making picks it's all in good fun i'm gonna breeze through this i'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time digging into any of these particular matchups but let's start out with the west region where the number one seed gonzaga is going to be the easy pick I've got them actually playing Appalachian State because I do think Appalachian State beats Norfolk State and it is 5.31 p.m. on Thursday. If anyone wants to challenge me on that, I am officially on the record. 
but clearly I am not going to pick against Gonzaga in a one versus 16 spot. Uh, I think Gonzaga is the easy pick. So I've got them going on. I've got them playing the Oklahoma Sooners, who I think will get by Missouri in a fun little eight, nine matchup former big 12 uh, foes. Of course, uh, I don't really know if that means anything to these players that are playing this game, but I do think that Oklahoma will get by Missouri. Uh, of course, going down the bracket, I've got Creighton getting by UCSB. No question about that. A really strong run by Creighton in the big East. I, I think that momentum will carry over just at least for one game. I think that Creighton will prove themselves worthy in that first round matchup. And they're going to be playing the number four seed and the defending champions, I believe, <laughs> still. Uh, Virginia, I don't even remember. It was Virginia that won it two years ago, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with Virginia getting by the Ohio Bobcats. I know Barack Obama picked Ohio to get by Virginia. Sorry, Obama. I'm going against you on this one. I think Virginia gets it done, and they move on to the next round. Let's move down. I've got USC taking on the winner of the Wichita State-Drake matchup, which I do think will be Wichita State, but again, we'll see how that all plays out. But I've got USC uh, moving on to the second round, and they will face the Kansas Jayhawks, who will get by Eastern Washington in that 3-14 matchup. Then you've got the number 7 seed Oregon taking on number 10 seed VCU. I'm tempted to go with VCU, but I'm going to stick with Oregon here. I think Oregon will get by, and they will take on the Iowa Hawkeyes, your number two seed in the West region. Iowa has no problem getting by the Grand Canyon University. That sets up a little matchup between the Oregon Ducks and the Iowa Hawkeyes in the round 32. And let's start moving our way back up the bracket with that game right there. I think Iowa gets by Oregon. I think Iowa's a pretty good team. I think Iowa's got some really deep potential here for the tournament. I think they get by Oregon. They face the Kansas Jayhawks, who will squeak by USC. I think USC's got an opportunity to get into that Sweet 16. I think they give Kansas a really good run. I don't think Kansas is all that great. But I think that they're better than USC. So I do think that we avoid a Pac-12 matchup in the Sweet 16 uh, between USC and Oregon. And instead, we get the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Kansas Jayhawks. A little prairie action right there. Moving on up in the West region, we got Virginia getting by Creighton. They will take on Gonzaga. Well, that's a pretty good matchup right there in the Sweet 16. Might be tempted to take Gonzaga out. Although, I'm not going to. I think Gonzaga gets it done against Virginia. They move on to the Elite Eight. Where they will face those Iowa Hawkeyes. There we go. Iowa Hawkeyes. Andrew Wade, you listening to this? Andrew Wade is a host of Locked On Hawkeyes. I know he's got Iowa getting at least to the Sweet 16 and taking on Gonzaga. He probably has them beating Gonzaga. And you know what? I do too. I'm picking Iowa. I think Iowa makes a really deep run here. So I've got Iowa going in ahead of Gonzaga, the number two seed, getting into the Elite Eight. Uh, should be pretty cool. Actually, no, they're in the Final Four. What am I talking about? <laughs> I've already made it to the Final Four. We'll come back to them. Let's breeze through the South region real quick, and then we'll uh, wrap up the rest of this bracket in the next segment. Uh, let's start right with the number one seed, Baylor, taking on Hartford. Baylor, no problem. North Carolina and Wisconsin in a fun little 8-9 game. I'm going to go North Carolina here. I think Wisconsin has a really good chance here, but I'm going to go with the Tar Heels um, for really no particular reason. Uh, Asher Lowe, uh, host of Locked on Badgers. I'm sorry, uh, but hate to do that for you. But uh, hey, Candace Cooper, host of Locked on Tar Heels. I got you back here. All right, so I've got North Carolina moving on to face Baylor. We'll come back to that game. Uh, number five, Villanova. Number 12, Winthrop. A lot of people think that Winthrop can win this game. I think that they can. I think Villanova is reeling. They're kind of banged up. They've lost all their momentum down the stretch of the season. I do think the little extra time off will help Jay Wright refocus this team. I think Villanova wins at least one game. 
but it's going to be pretty tough because then they got to face Micah Shrewsbury and the Purdue Boilermakers in round two. That's because I've got number four C Purdue getting by North Texas. I think Purdue's in a pretty good spot here in this region. Moving down, we got number six seed, Texas Tech, taking on Utah State, number 11 seed. I'm going to go Texas Tech. I think they get by Utah State. I've got number three, Arkansas, getting over number 14 seed, Colgate. No real issue there. Number seven seed, Florida against Virginia Tech. I'm going to go Florida over Virginia Tech. And then at the bottom of the region, we got the number two seed, the Ohio State Buckeyes. No problem with number 15 seed Oral Roberts. I think Ohio State actually gets by Florida, too, and a little rematch of a past national championship game, although uh, far from the same circumstances just yet. But I do think Ohio State takes care of Oral Roberts. I think they think they take care of Florida, and I think they take care of Arkansas uh, because I think, Ohio, uh, I think Arkansas will beat Texas Tech and getting into that round uh, Sweet 16. So I've got Ohio State making it into the Elite Eight where they will face either Purdue who beats Villanova, or Baylor, who beats North Carolina. I think it's going to be Baylor. I think Baylor's pretty good. Uh, I think Purdue, once again, gives them a good run. Coach Shrewsbury uh, has a, has Baylor on the ropes with with his offensive play calling, but I think Baylor will get it done. So that will actually uh, send Micah Shrewsbury to Happy Valley uh, with a little round of 16 exit against the Baylor Bears. Then you got Baylor and Ohio State. I, I don't know which way to go on this one. Uh, I, I think my mind is telling me to go with Baylor because I think Ohio State has kind of lost some of their momentum a little bit. But you know what? I, I, I don't really trust Baylor all that much. So I'm going to go Ohio State. I think Ohio State gets by the Baylor Bears and comes out of that South region. They're a number two seed. So it's not a really, it's not really outlandish to think that Ohio State can get in there. But two Big Ten teams. In my final four, do I dare go four Big Ten teams in the final four? Find out in the next segment as I have the East region and the Midwest region still to pick. But enough about that tournament. Let's talk about the other tournament that's going on. And that is Is Built Built Bar Bar Madness. Madness. That's right. Another spot in the enticing eight is on the line today. And you get a chance to cast your vote on BuiltBar.com. We've got Caramel Brownie. Fresh off of their opening round victory against Cherry Barcia against Double Chocolate. Now, this is a pretty good matchup. You got a couple good chocolatey type of flavors going head to head. Pretty even matchup as far as I'm concerned. But you know me, I am going Caramel Brownie all the way into the enticing eight. I think Caramel Brownie is the pick here. Let me know what you guys think by following us on Locked on Nittany on Twitter. But of course, you want to make sure you're following all the action with Built Bar on Twitter. And you can do that by following them at Bar underscore built on Twitter. Of course, there are so many other really good matchups still to come as Built Bar is on its quest to determine the ultimate Built Bar out there. Remember, you can follow all the action on BuiltBar.com, cast your votes as well, and remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order from BuiltBar.com. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the The Built Built Bar Bar Madness Madness Champion. Champion. We're doing a lot of college basketball talk, but before you know it, the NFL Draft is going to be here. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? If you're not, don't worry. You can join the Locked On NFL Draft with hosts Trevor Sikkima and Benjamin Solak. They're going to give you their latest positional rankings, analysis on all the 2021 NFL Draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
So we've got two teams from the Big Ten already in our final four as we're filling out our bracket. Let's go ahead and fill out the rest of it. Let's start in the Midwest region where Illinois is your number one seed. They're going to be taking on the Drexel Dragons. First time in the tournament for quite some time. I forget when the last time they were in it. It was somewhere in the 1990s. I was a little surprised when I saw that. But, you know, me being from the Philadelphia area, of course I'll be pulling for those Drexel Dragons to pull off the monumental upset. I just don't see it happening. Big Ten champion Illinois, easy pick here against Drexel. Sorry, Drexel, hate to do it to you, but Illinois moving on. Uh, they're going to take on the winner of the 8-9 matchup between Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech. I know absolutely nothing about either of these teams. I'm going to go with Loyola to get this one done and go up against Illinois. I just think that's a, a fun storyline for in-state bragging rights. Uh, how, how would you love to be Loyola Chicago if you were able to pull off an upset against Illinois? We'll come back to that matchup in just a minute. But let's move on throughout the rest of the Midwest region. 5-seed Tennessee taking on 12-seed Oregon State. Your Pac-12 champion, Oregon State. I'm going to go Tennessee. So Tennessee moving on. Uh, they will face, I'm going to say, Oklahoma State, the number four seed out of the Big 12. Uh, uh, Oklahoma State getting by number 13 seed, Liberty. So I've got Oklahoma State and Tennessee in the next round. I got San Diego State getting by Syracuse. I don't know if I love that pick. Uh, that could be an 11-6 upset pick. And it's kind of weird to see where Syracuse is these days as a college basketball program. But And, and picking them as an upset pick in an 11-6 matchup uh, feels kind of weird. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go with San Diego State getting by the orange. And uh, I've got West Virginia, number three seed, getting by Moorhead State. I don't think this is going to be much of a contest. I think West Virginia cruises past Moorhead State, setting up a West Virginia-San Diego State matchup in that next round. Uh, another Big Ten team, uh, number 10 seed, Rutgers, taking on number seven seed, Clemson. And, you know, don't let the seeding fool you. I think Rutgers is a tough team. I think Rutgers is going to take down the Clemson Tigers, and we'll see how far Rutgers can get because I think that they can win a couple games here. Uh, and, you know, it might be a little bit of a stretch to think that they can make it into the regional championship, but you know what? They get by Clemson. I think they're going to be in business because, you know, the, after that, they got to take on a two-seed Houston, who I've got beating Cleveland State, your number 15 seed in the region. And I would not be surprised if Rutgers is able to win that game against the Houston Cougars. I'm not picking them. I'm picking Houston, but I would not be surprised if Rutgers pulled off that win there. So I've got Houston ending Rutgers' season in the second round. And then I've got West Virginia getting by San Diego State, setting up the Dana Holgerson Bowl, or whatever the equivalent of basketball is, with West Virginia and Houston going head-to-head. -head. I'll come back to that in just a second. Uh, Tennessee and Oklahoma State uh, in that second-round matchup. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. I think Tennessee is going to be pretty tough out, though. I think that could be a pretty good game, though. You're four and five teams in the region. And then let's go back to that uh, in-state matchup between Illinois and Loyola Chicago. As much as I would love to see Loyola Chicago pull off the ultimate upset within the state, uh, I'm going to go with Illinois. I think I'm going to play it smart here. And I don't think that anyone's going to mess with Illinois for quite a few games here. So I do think that Illinois gets by Oklahoma State. And all of a sudden, we could have another Big Ten team flirting with a chance to play in the Big Ten or the, uh, the Final Four. And, uh, of course, uh, Rutgers could potentially be uh, facing off with Illinois. But, again, I've got Rutgers losing to Houston and Houston losing to West Virginia. So I think West Virginia and Illinois is going to be your Midwest regional final. I hate to do it, but I'm going to go with a third Big Ten team in my final four, setting up the Big Ten championship rematch in the final four between Illinois and Ohio State. We'll come back to those final four matchups. Could Iowa 
be squaring off against another Big Ten team. The number one seed Michigan Wolverines. They're going to be taking on the winner of this Texas Southern game versus uh, Texas Southern Mount St. Mary's. I picked Texas Southern to win this game. It uh, doesn't really matter because I'm going to have them losing to Michigan. I think Michigan uh, easily gets by the 16 team, uh, 16 seed playing game. Uh, LSU, I think, will get by St. Bonaventure to set up a Michigan-LSU matchup, which would be pretty fun in football. Uh, could still be pretty fun in basketball, too. <laughs> so, uh, looking forward to that matchup. Uh, number 5 seed Colorado against Georgetown. I'm going to go with Georgetown. I think Georgetown, Patrick Ewing uh, getting a win to start off this tournament uh, after winning the Big East Championship. I think Georgetown gets it done for at least one more game. And then you got number 4 seed Florida State and NC Greensboro, your number 13 seed. I think Florida State avoids the upset, and they move on to take on Georgetown. And I think they, they get by Georgetown. Let's kind of uh, mix things up a little bit. Uh, I'm already picking Florida State against Georgetown, so we'll come back to some of the other matchups here. Uh, moving down the East region, you've got BYU, your sixth seed, against the Michigan State or UCLA. Um, I, I actually kind of like Michigan State to beat UCLA, and I kind of like Michigan State to beat BYU. Am I crazy to think that? Yeah, I'm gonna pick. I'm going to pick Michigan State in that matchup against the BYU Cougars. Uh, and getting into that second round, uh, your 11 seeded Michigan State. Uh, number three seed, Texas, taking on Abilene Christian, the number 14 seed. I'm going to go with Texas. And I do think that Texas will get by Michigan State, too. So uh, Michigan State could easily go on a run because it is that time of year when Tom Mizzo just does Tom Mizzo things. Uh, so we're going to go with Michigan State falling to Texas, but would not surprise me if Michigan State happens to go on a surprise run out of nowhere. Uh, moving down the first round of the region, we've got the Randy Edsel Classic with UConn, number seven seed, taking on number 10 seed in Maryland. You know, UConn's had a pretty good year, and I think that they will get by Maryland. So, sorry, Maryland fans listening. Uh, I'm taking UConn in this one. Feel free to throw that back on my face if you want. But it doesn't matter because they're going to lose the next round. Number two seeded Alabama, very strong season this year for the Alabama Crimson Tide. It seems ridiculous that we are talking about Alabama being the best basketball team in the SEC with a potential shot at a national championship. Is that just crazy or is that just crazy, right? And that's where I want Penn State to be too. You know, I know it's a it's a stretch. It's a long way to go to get to that point. But, you know, Alabama basketball, we're actually talking about Alabama basketball. So there you go. Alabama getting by Iona. Uh, Alabama is also going to beat UConn. Alabama is going to take out Texas. Alabama is going cruise control into the East Regional Final. I've already got Florida State beating Georgetown. I've got Michigan beating LSU, and I've got Michigan beating Florida State, setting up a Michigan-Alabama matchup with an East Regional Final with one spot left in my Final Four. Is this an all-Big Ten Final Four? No, it is not. I'm picking Alabama to beat Michigan. I'm picking Alabama to beat Michigan, ruining the Big Ten dream scenario of all four teams in the Final Four being from the Big Ten Conference right in the state of Indiana. There would be no better scene for the Big Ten to have four teams in the Final Four. They're going to come up one team shy. This is probably not going to happen, but there you go. There's my Final Four. Two seeds, Iowa and Alabama on the one side of the bracket. Two seeds, Ohio State facing off against number one seed, Illinois. Who wins the Final Four? I'm going to give you them right now. I'm going to go Iowa over Alabama, Illinois over Ohio State, setting up your national championship game between Illinois and Iowa. You heard it here, and I am going with the Illini. 
Illinois winning it all. They are my national champion in the fantastic scenario for the Big Ten. Coming up just shy of a clean sweep in the Final Four. I, I This is probably not at all going to happen. But again, I am no basketball expert. That, that, that's what makes this all kinds of fun. So let me know which teams are in your Final Four. Reach out to us on our Twitter account, at LockedOnDindy. Have fun this weekend watching all the college basketball. Even though you're watching from a distance, as you're just kind of dreaming that Penn State will one day be in this scenario. Let's just sit back and relax and enjoy some college basketball this weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening throughout the week. Make sure you follow for free on your favorite podcasting app. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can check us out on the radio.com app as well. And don't forget to connect with us on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all using the same username of LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com, editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group, and you can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys all again next week as we continue to follow the developments with Penn State Spring Football and everything else going on around the Nittany Lions. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.